Welcome to Simply by Grace, a podcast of Grace Life Ministries with founder and director, Dr. Charlie Bing. This podcast and other helpful resources can be found at our website, gracelife.org. Now, here's Dr. Bing. Thank you for joining us for another story in our series called Grace Stories. In our Simply by Grace podcast, we do these about almost every other week, and we'd like to talk to people who have seen a change in their lives because of God's grace and care about that grace enough to share it with others. So you're very fortunate enough to hear from our guests today. Uh, We're recording at a church in Florida and there's going to be background noises you might hear occasionally. We're just going to ignore them. But uh, we don't want you to miss anything that our guest has to say. Now, our guest today, oh, by the way, if you're listening to our Simply by Grace podcast, be sure to like it, review it, or leave a comment. That helps other people to find it and see it and appreciate it also. Our guest today is Katie Taylor, who lives not far from where we sit. And uh, Katie, um, we don't have visual, but do you want to tell us about where you are in life as far as your age so people can get a, a, a context yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, just about 10 minutes, yeah, about 15 minutes here from um, from the church here. Um, I am 38. I'll be 39 in just a few weeks. And, um, yeah, I'm, know, I'm happy okay. to be here with you this way. Well, we are, too. Happy to have you. Uh, but you live in uh, St. Petersburg. Yes. And what do you do there? I am now a strength coach, fitness trainer at a gym in Clearwater, Florida. Just started that last year. Very good. Very good. And you didn't always live there. From what I understand, you bounced around quite a few places because your parents (laughs) were in the military. Where have you lived? Yes. Well, my dad was in the military, actually. My mom was just the amazing military wife. Uh, My dad was in the Air Force. Uh, for 24, almost 25 years, and we definitely bounced around. Pretty much every three to four years of my life, we moved somewhere new. <laughs> so, Do you consider that something good or something that was detrimental to making I d- friends and so I forth? did not like it as a child. Um, I don't want to leave my friends. I want to stay here. But now as an adult, I'm, I feel like I'm really blessed. I've been able to see a lot of different parts of the country. Um, not just, you know, not just different cultures and everything, but God's country. You know, I... Um, so many different different places and uh, walks of life and landscaping. So in that regard, I feel like I'm very, very blessed. So. Yeah. And you lived in Texas for a while, too. I did, My yes. home state right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. So you're familiar with a lot of different places in the country. Did, did Tell us a little bit about your uh, upbringing. Did your parents bring you to church? That, might, that must have meant a lot of different churches. <laughs> lots and lots of different churches, yes. Um, but we did, we did grow up in the church. Um, I think the first time I sang in church was when I was around four, maybe, with my parents. So we've always been involved with um, music uh, within the church, but definitely grew up going to Awana, Sunday school, and all that kind of stuff, which, again, very, very blessed. Had a, had a great upbringing. You went to Awana. That's great. All my children did also and grandchildren are. So yeah, I met your parents, they're really nice folks. Really nice folks. Well, what, what do you, did you take out of your childhood as far as uh, your religious upbringing is concerned? Did you, did you understand some of these verses in the Bible? Did they make a difference to you? Oh yeah, I definitely did. Um, I'm sure that John 3.16 was probably one of the, one of the first ones uh, that I learned. Romans 8.28, there's just, there's so many verses that I remember learning. Um, 
either in Sunday school, Awana, or my parent, my mom, um, especially since she was the one, both my parents, but uh, my mom especially, because she's the one that was at home uh, with my sister and I when my dad was at work. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had verses that we had to recite, <laughs> even even at home, uh, uh-huh. which, which got it ingrained in our brains um, as we were growing up, so amazing how those verses come back to you at special times in your life they do when you memorize them as a child or ones that you for that you've not forgotten necessarily but you haven't practiced it or or consciously thought about it um in a while and then you hear you know the pastor speak a verse uh um, talk about a verse in in a sermon and it brings you back to a moment of your childhood (laughs) you know um it can spark a memory of when you were a kid that happens to me ever so often too Mm -hmm. Well, when did it become real for you as far as understanding that Jesus died for you and, and that you can be saved by grace through faith? Do uh, you remember what age you were or how that happened? I have a very, well, mostly vivid memory of it. There are, there are bits and pieces that I don't remember that my mom has to remind me of, but as far as the location and certain things that were said, I will never forget in my life. Um, I was I know I was five years old. Um, I remember being in the very back of our white fo- uh, Ford Aerostar minivan, mm. <laughs> and my mom was driving. I don't know if my sister was in the car, too. It might have just been my mom and I. Um, and I believe that I sparked the conversation. I asked about um, um, being a sinner and um, would I really go to hell if, I, if, if we had a car accident and I died right now? You know, those, those, those kind of questions, what's going to happen to me? Um, because everything that I was learning in church and reciting verses, I, I guess at that time was really starting to to sink in. It wasn't I wasn't just going through the motion and speaking the words. It was starting to resonate in my mind. And um, you know, I remember my mom saying um, she might not have gotten too intricate with it about grace alone, through Christ alone, faith alone, but she she basically told me, all I have to do, I don't have to be scared about dying. Um, I can go to heaven. Um, if anything were to happen to me that day, all I have to do is trust that Jesus is the Son of God and He's my only more or less ticket to heaven. And all I needed to do was trust Him um, to become a believer and, um, and, and live the rest of my life through faith. Um, and um, I, I also vividly remember those, those words, trust and faith, thinking you know, it can't, it can't be that easy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it, and it was, um, and you know, I don't remember <clears throat> the exact feeling after I know that she, I know that she, she said a prayer and I repeated the words and, um, and like I said, it wasn't just reciting at that point. It was, it clicked and made sense in my mind. And, and after that, um, you know, everything, everything changed in, in, the regard when I was at when I was at church, everything not just made more sense, but I wanted it was like my brain was a little sponge, and I wanted uh-huh. to learn as much as I could and tell everybody about about Jesus. I was just so I was wow. just so excited. At, at at what age? I was five. Five I years was old. Five, yeah. Well, that's great. Five year five year olds can understand the gospel, and you understand there was nothing that you had to do or no works. Oh, I did. I did. I understood that. Um, you know. Um, and at the same time, I guess as a child, you, you never want to d- 
disappoint mommy and daddy. You never want to disappoint anyone. But um, I, I did for quite a while. My mom said I was like a little human Holy Spirit. I would, <laughs> I would walk around and be, don't do that. That's a sin. Don't do that. That's against the Bible. And I was for a time. It took me a little bit of time to understand after the fact that even if I do mess up, it's okay. Mm. You know, I didn't think I was going to lose my salvation, but um, you know, it's okay because we all are sinners. We're all going to make mistakes as long as you try your best not to make them again and you you apologize to the Lord. You know, those are the things that that I still had to understand. But at first, yeah, I was I was the little Holy Spirit telling everybody else <laughs> what what to and what not to do because it was a sin. So I was really excited and on fire for the Lord. Um, uh, for a even long at that time young after, age. Well, even that's that great. young. Yeah. You don't see many yeah. young people that on fire for the Lord, uh, to use your words, at that right. age. That's great. <laughs> so how did that carry you through your teenage years and, and later years? Uh, were you highly motivated to keep living for the Lord? I was, yes. Um, I, like a lot of teenagers, did definitely go through my, my rebellious years um, of you know, I'm I'm 16. I'm an adult. I know everything. I'm an adult now. I can do what I want. I have my driver's license, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I still, I was, I always was brought back um, by the Holy Spirit or by my mom, especially, who would say something about um, the way I was acting and um, how I needed to get my life back on track with the Lord. But um, I, I grew up uh, in, as I said the church and Christian school, which definitely helped. Um, mm -hmm. I learned so much about the Bible um, in school, high school, mm -hmm. um, on top of what I learned in church, um, which was really great. Um, went on a um, couple mission trips as a kid. Really? Where did you go? My church. I'm curious. Um, uh, the, the, the main one was my senior trip, actually. Um, it was it was part part fun part mission trip because um, again like I said I went to a Christian school we went to the Dominican Republic and um, a, again that's a, that's a trip I'll never remember and, and hmm. um, or I'll never forget Again. rather I'll always remember it um, we went to the some of the sugarcane <clears throat> villages down there and um, played uh, played soccer with the kids and um, to the best that we could you know explained the gospel and and Jesus to them, um, yeah, they speak Spanish down there, so that there's there's a little bit of a language barrier for us. Um, even though we lived in Texas, not all of us <laughs> understood enough enough uh, Spanish to really communicate well. But um, a lot of it was just um, um, showing God's grace and, and through our happiness and our joy and our you know um, demeanor um, as best we could. Yeah. Um, to those people so it was really great really yeah. really awesome that's good that you got to go on those trips gives you a different perspective on life it did it, and it definitely gave me perspective <clears throat> to be uh, um, a lot more thankful for what what we have here you know in the united states we we complain a lot about what we do and don't have but um you know like we have we have it really really good compared to some others you, um, sure do. you know and god's yeah. god really blesses this country yeah amen to that so um, you're still in your teenage years going on these trips in high school. Uh, did you go to college somewhere? I did. Um, so I graduated high school in San Antonio. Um, was definitely blessed there. You know, all the moving around in the military, um, at least I was able to spend all four of my high school years in one oh, place um, in San Antonio. Graduated and decided to go to a college in Dallas, Dallas Christian College. My original plan was to be involved um, in music of some sort. Um, uh, you sing. So I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, like I said, my original uh, degree was was church music. It was a, it was a Christian college. Um, I wanted to be a studio musician, um, just singing backup for other people on their albums. Um, but the the degree that was that was offered was church music, and so I did one year of college and um, ended up moving back to San Antonio um, after the fact, just because yeah, I hadn't really grown up a lot enough at that point, and. Um, I didn't want to stay in school and waste money because I wasn't quite sure if that's really what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So, mm-hmm. and you're you're still living for the Lord at this point at Dallas Christian College. Was it hard to do that there? It 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 was, but it wasn't. I, I made it a lot more difficult than it needed to be. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, it it would have been very very easy being in a Christian college. Um, um, I of course, like I said, mentioned earlier. <clears throat> had had a rebellious spark in me and it was I, I was out of my parents house and I was on my own in the dorms and I wanted to experience life and have fun and so there were some nights that I stayed out too late and you know missed class uh, on on a Monday morning um, but I still um, like I said I was always I was always brought back um, and I eventually I always felt um, the Holy Spirit tugging at me or I felt that that guilty, Oh, I should, really shouldn't be doing this as quote fun as it is. I shouldn't be doing this. So I always, I always came back like the prodigal son. <laughs> so, but at least you never doubted your salvation. It no, that no, that I never did. You knew um, that you could that always come did. back. Yes, yes. Well, that's good. Um, <clears throat> so let's let's keep moving down uh, the timeline of your life. You're in, you're in your twenties. You're out of college, and and uh, what did you end up going into? Um, I started working, well, I had, I had a stint working in restaurants, uh, serving, and I ended up getting a job at a Chick-fil-A in Atlanta, Georgia. I was in Atlanta at this time. Uh, my parents had moved over to Atlanta and I followed them from Texas just cause I wanted to be near them and, uh, got a job at a Chick-fil-A and it was really, it was really, really great. Um, because Chick-fil-A again is a, uh, um, Christian based yeah. organization mm-hmm. And uh, my boss, dynamic Christian man, um, I was moving up in that company and getting ready to work for corporate, um, being a traveling training manager for their uh, for their new stores that opened. And um, on the morning of August 9th, 2009, it was actually a Sunday. So as you know, Chick-fil-A's are closed on Sundays. Yes. Um, um, my ex and I were on our way to uh, our hunting ground in East Georgia. We were getting ready for the upcoming deer season. And uh, after I ate breakfast, uh, and my head went down and um, vision went blurry. I, I had no pain, no headache or anything like that. Just my head went down, my eyes went cross-eyed and I, it, was, it was weird, like I couldn't get them to go back normal. And uh, he said, it, it, he was like, it looks like you're having a stroke. And I remember, I remember laughing because I said, there's, there's no way I'm having a stroke. I don't have any pain. There's no, I don't have a migraine, nothing, mm. headache, nothing. Um, and so he took me to the nearest clinic uh, in East Georgia. They put me in for, well, they first asked all, all these questions. You know, is she, is she on drugs? Is she drinking? You know, what is she eating this morning? He's like, it was literally about seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. We're like, no, she's not drunk or, or on drugs. She, you know, she doesn't do that kind of stuff. Plus it's early in the morning. 
Um, I remember I remember them asking that, and I remember laughing, thinking, you know, they're, what's wrong with me? You know, I don't have mm -hmm. any pain. They put me in for a CAT scan, and that's where I lost consciousness. I postured, mm. and they realized that I was having a stroke, mm. and. Um, they airlifted me to a bigger, uh, a larger hospital in Atlanta, mm. and that's where they were. They were finally to officially diagnose it as a stroke. Um, unfortunately, too much time had passed by this by this point, um, where they could have given me a drug, um, um, TPA. I, I cannot for the life of me remember what that acronym stands yeah. for, but it's a it's a really heavy blood thinner that's supposed mm. to dissolve the clot before it affects your brain. I've um, heard they of that. missed, mm -hmm. yeah, they missed that that opportunity um, to give it to me. So um, I was in the hospital for about four days. Um, it after after some some re, a lot of research actually by the by the neurologists and uh, more tests and everything. They discovered that I had an extra artery in my brain called the Percheron artery, which connects to the thalamus. Um, it's a really teeny tiny artery that that maybe one in ten thousand people have. Hmm. Um, it, it's not. It's just. It's an anomaly. I, mm. I was literally a medical anomaly, um, but that that uh, part of the brain is what made my stroke bilateral, which is very very rare. It affected both sides both of my sides. brain. Yep, instead yeah, of just one. Like yeah. most most people that have ischemic strokes, it only affects one side of their brain. That's why a lot of them have uh, physical ailments on one side of their body where they have difficulty using one limb mm -hmm. um, or droopy droopy face. Um, I, I did not have any of that. The only side effect that I had after the fact was my my speech was impaired and it wasn't it wasn't slurred speech or or you know not being able to get clear words out it was it was volume. I hmm. couldn't in my mind I thought I thought I was yelling it, I thought I was yelling I thought I was talking at the same uh, volume that I'm talking to you now but yeah. it was only coming out as a whisper Wow um, so it was a long it was a long long um, <clears throat> long road that the the stroke is what brought me down here to Florida that's actually why I'm here because um, of medical well my, my parents my parents were living here okay <laughs> they had moved they had moved from Georgia to Florida already I stayed back in in um, Georgia because I was married at the time and um, um, the stroke like I said is what brought me down here because my mom is a former nurse okay and um, I felt more comfortable having her be the one to rehabilitate me um, instead of spending all this money to go to a hospital. Yeah, and how old were you? There. I was 25. 25 years old. With I was 25. Them. You would call that a major stroke. It was, it was major. But a different yes. kind it, of stroke. It very, it very well could have, very well could have killed me or, or really, really debilitated me um, hugely. Um, what so. was recovery like that? Uh, for you, how, how long did it take to get back to what I don't know what normal is these days, but yeah, be able to right, work right. maybe, yeah. like get, get back to work and things like that. Uh, about a full, give or take a full twelve months. Um, the first, the first six months were were absolutely brutal. Um, that's mm. where I, I learned how to talk again with vo with like I said with volume coming out of my mouth. Um, it took me from what I remember, a couple months to really have enough stabilization to be able to stand on my own two feet and um, be able to walk um, on an uneven surface without feeling like I'm going to fall over. Mm. Um, you know, I, I couldn't even I, I couldn't even shower um, or bathe alone. My mom or my sister, someone needed to be sitting in the bathroom with me to make sure I didn't slip and fall. Mm. Um, so it was, like I said, it was hard as an adult, you know, cause I was like, I'm not a baby. I'm not, I'm not old. I don't need yeah. this. You know, so in my brain, I was, I was angry. I was very angry That's that a, I needed all that help. 
Yeah, angry that you needed the help. But did you find yourself questioning God or being angry at Him for what happened? I, 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 what's funny is I never was. I was never angry at God. I did have a lot of a lot of questions as why uh, why this happened to me. Um, I was more so after after I really started thinking about it, angry at myself, um, and I don't to this day. I I don't necessarily think that my stroke was a I don't want to use the word punishment, um, but I didn't. I didn't want to think that it was it was a result of anything that I had done, um, you know, God trying to teach me a lesson or anything like that. But I do believe that um, God allowed it to happen for a reason, and He also was the one that brought me through it, pretty much almost back to perfect health. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of a well, few you're things. a physical trainer today. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm a that's physical a trainer today. Yeah, physically, yeah. you know, I'm fine. I, there's some residual stuff. You know, I'm always tired. My memory is pretty bad. Um, some 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 anxiety issues from the stroke, just because of part of my brain that was that was affected. But like I said, all in all, um, it it could have very well turned out much differently. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that I'm sitting here today fully independent and able to take care of myself again, like I said, was, was, I believe all, all God, <laughs> all God. Well, no one looking at not you would, me would think that you're impaired in any way. No, you seem no, to be they functioning wouldn't. 100%, but Hey, I have memory problems. So <laughs> <laughs> that might just be coming with, with my age. Right. But, uh, so, so you got through that and, uh, did that, what did that do for your, um, relationship with God? Did it deepen it? in any way it did um after after some time um like i said i was never angry at god i was more angry at myself and it was almost like a um i I would say that i was to a degree ashamed of myself because um i blamed myself and and past mistakes i made you know um a divorce and and falling into the party lifestyle and staying out too late and oh I want to go with drink and get drunk because that's what you do when you when you leave work and I fell into that worldly lifestyle for for several years and um you know even though and and then I fell into well it was it's not as bad as as some of these other things that people are doing so it's okay it's just fun um and so, like I said, after my stroke, I, I blamed myself and it was almost like I was, I was afraid to, I was afraid to quote, face God and, mm-hmm. and, uh, acknowledge that, you know, um, he was the one that brought me, that brought me through it. He's the one that healed me and that he was never going to leave me. Um, it was, I don't even know how to explain it. It was a very, very emotional thing for me to go through, um, but uh, all in all, after I did, after I did come to, if you will, and just and remember how I was raised, remember why I was saved in the first place, and how I was never going to lose. And, and, and again, I never thought I was going to lose my salvation. I, mm-hmm. I knew that I was still saved. Mm-hmm. But um, but once I came back to remembering that He um, is always there for us, He will always forgive us, He will always listen to us, um, and and protect us. Um, it I I I had a a peace, an overwhelming peace that it was all going to be okay. And that, okay, this, I've got to use this to my advantage because he let me, he, he brought me through it. I'm still here. I'm still living for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. well, bad things happen to good people. We know that Yes. it sounds like, um, your upbringing 
and your early knowledge of who God is, the Bible verses you memorize, had formed in you a good opinion of a loving God who would never give up on you. And so somehow you had to fit this piece of the puzzle, your stroke, into that. But you came out not doubting God or hating Him or angry at Him. Like you say, if anything, angry at yourself. <clears throat> so you live, you're living in Florida now. Yes. And, and you're wanting to find a good church. Yes. Tell us a little bit about uh, your church search. Right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I live in St. Petersburg, so I'm about 20 minutes from here. And uh, it was just, it was just, there was a time in my life I, I wanted to find a new church. Um, the church I went to was, was wonderful. I was there for about five or six years. Um, and um, there was just some, I'm not going to say doctrinal issues, but um, from what, how I was raised, I wanted to find a church that was a little bit more sound on, on preaching the word and the, the commandments and, and the, the love and everything that the Bible teaches from a strictly a biblical standpoint, not giving their opinion of what they believe the words are saying, um, if, if that makes sense. And oh, um, I searched all over, all over St. Pete and um, um, I, I could not find anything, any church that, um, that I guess fit that criteria for me. Um, and I, I remember complaining to my mom about it and uh, she said, well, you can always go to Yankee Arnold's church. And I had visited Calvary before when I first moved down here um, because that's where my mom, this is where my mom was going at the time. And um, and in my mom, I thought, I thought, I don't want to go. It's too far mm. and um, it's too small. And to a degree, I still felt like I needed to be in a larger, I wanted to be in a bigger church. It's like, there's nobody mm. my age there. You know, I went <laughs> through all these things. It was so... It was so dumb, um, but uh, I finally, I finally did. I, I succumbed to what mom said again, even as an adult. Mom was always right, yeah. and I came over here and I visited. Um, uh, pastor Yankee was still um, was still the, the the lead pastor at this time, and um, it was it was funny. It, up until up until I started coming to visit here, I was I was looking for a church. It, just what I just said, I was looking for a church, okay? Yeah. I was looking for a church. Mm -hmm. I had the criteria I thought that they needed to meet. And even though my, my heart was in the right place as far as delivery of, of the verses and everything, I still was trying to do it on my own. And um, I, I, wasn't letting the, I wasn't letting the Holy Spirit lead me. And when I started coming here and, and didn't worry about, you know, the size of it and the location and the... the the, the age, the typical age demographic, when I didn't worry about all those silly things, um, it was like, it, it was like I was finally hearing the word of God for the first time in a long time. Um, I, it was, I wasn't just reading words, they weren't just being preached to me. And, um, and I thought I had an overwhelming feel, feeling of this is where you need to be. Um, and, and so I, I started the process of, of joining and then COVID happened and that mm. set it back. But um, mm. finally, finally happened once Pastor Jesse took over. I became a member last year, an official member, so. Pastor, Pastor Jeff, Jesse Martinez. Je yes, yeah. yes. So this church is known for preaching a clear gospel of yes. free grace. And that, did that mean something to you? It did because everything, everything that, that Pastor Yankee said and everything that, that Pastor Jesse continues to say um, um, 
brought me brought me back to my childhood and what I learned in in church and school way back then and what how my mom described salvation to me uh, was was more or less exactly what they say here. It was everything but the hand gesture. <laughs> everything <laughs> but the hand gesture that they give at the end of each sermon was what my mom said. That Which it was is the illustration of how to share the how to how to saved, share the gospel using your saved. hand in yes. a wallet. Yes, correct. Yeah. So you you appreciate the clear gospel message then? I do. Yeah. I do. You never uh, had to struggle with doubts about your salvation. Even through difficult times, even when you weren't living for the Lord, you knew you could come back to Him. Yep, absolutely. Not that that grace encouraged you to live that way, because you knew what was right and wrong. I did. <laughs> I learned the hard way, too. But yes. in the end, you landed on your feet, because God always takes care of us like that. Yes. Um, well, you, so you are now um, working as a trainer, and you're in great physical health, it, it seems. And um, for all practical purposes, as far as we... We know you've got the use of your facilities. Maybe you said there's a little residual issues from the stroke, but um, what what would you say Jesus means to you today? It, it absolutely everything, absolutely everything. Um, you know, I'm still I'm not unclear as to what God wants to do um, with my life. Um, or how how Jesus is going to lead me, but um, you know I came to a point in my life after just having small part-time jobs um, after my stroke where I thought you know God's given me almost perfect health after my stroke, and I really need to be doing something for Him. And um, you know I decided to take what the 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 God-given talent that he gave me, um, which which I believe is athleticism, and um, use it for him. And you know, I'm still tweaking. I'm still tweaking that out to a degree. Um, but at the same time, I use every opportunity when I'm in the gym training others to to talk about about God and Jesus and um, my church and what what God's done for me. I use every opportunity that I can to talk about the stroke and that God pulled me through it. Um, Jesus to me means um, means passion. Yeah, I, I have I have so much passion for him. Um, it is it is grace. It is forgiveness. It is love. It is um, faithfulness and trust and and never ever giving up. It is um, something that. I feel like if if it is so it's so easy people that that don't believe or that are non-christians um i wish that everybody could just understand that it is that it it is that easy you know all you have to do is is trust that jesus is the son of god and um that he's your only ticket to to heaven um that's all you have to do is trust and believe in him and, and everything else comes i've never once thought as a believer in my life, even after I've I've screwed up and sinned, I've never once thought, oh, I need to I need to make up for it. I need to do a lot of good things, good works. I never thought that I, I never thought that I was going to lose my salvation. I never I never felt uh, pressured into going to church and doing the right thing and and um, having to to live a good life. It, it's something that you want. You end up wanting to do after you become a believer because just like most children don't want to disappoint their parents, you don't want to disappoint your heavenly father. And that's how it Amen. was for me. You know, a lot of people that I've talked to a lot of, I have a lot of non-Christian friends and they think that the Christian life is 
well, you have to live prim and proper and you can't have any fun. You can't, that's not true. Like you can, um, and you find yourself not wanting to do the worldly things or when you do them for a time, you feel it affects you and you, you want to do, you want to do better. Mm. Um, so, so yeah. I like the way you said the, you want to live for the Lord. It's yeah. not like you have to live for the Lord. No, you want to. You don't be. have to. Nobody yeah. has to. Nobody but has you, to. You end up wanting to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We love him because he first loved us. So yes. We're just returning his love. Well, Katie, it's been great talking to you, and I know that God's got a great plan for you in the future. I know if he does. If you have a too. passion to share the gospel like that, he's going to continue to use you. Right. And uh, you're still very young, and you've got a lot ahead, and it's just going to be exciting to see what God does with you. I want to hear you sing I sometime. I hope so. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll get to hear you sing a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, thank you for being with us today, and um, we'll look forward to, those, to hearing from those who listen to you if they leave a comment or um, have a question, we'll pass it on to you. But uh, this is another story about how God's grace has worked and he's worked wonderfully in your life. So if you uh, listen to the podcast and enjoy it, please subscribe to it, give us a good review, and we'll continue to bring you stories about how God's grace is changing lives. So for today, until all here. Thank you for listening. For more resources or to help spread the message of God's life-changing grace, visit our website, at gracelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at simplybygrace at gracelife.org. See you next time.